There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. Another one. Um, we just keep making them. <laughs> <laughs> As much as everyone wants us to stop. It, at this point, it's like a hobby for me. I know. It's super it's fun. It's something fun that we do. I know. And it's like, it definitely keeps me very accountable for like reading. And I, I feel like it, like not that I need a reason to read, but I feel like I'm doing something positive. Because it's like a task that I'm meant to be doing anyways. Yeah. Rather than like, you know, when you're reading and you're like, mm, I should be doing something else right now. Yeah. I like, never feel like that now. Yeah, exactly. It's no longer something I do when I procrastinate because like we, we're we creating something with this. <laughs> creating something good? No. <laughs> <laughs> something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Also, this, is, this is great. I love it. I love it too. It also helps that like we're doing it together because like I feel like I wouldn't take it as seriously if I wasn't doing it with someone else. You know what I mean? Like it's you nice are also accountability. Yeah, like it it keeps me a little bit more reliable. Like it's really funny. One time my one of my friends uh was like wanting to hang out and I uh, as I do I had procrastinated editing until like the night before the episode came out do it almost every time you would think I would learn by now <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not I just continue to do this to myself every single episode um but he was like yeah like want to come over and have some drinks and I was like I can't like I really got to edit this podcast and he was like well I mean, aren't you like kind of your own boss? Like you can just like not edit it and like release the episode a day late. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, I, we do have like some listeners. <laughs> like, Also, I think the thing with procrastination is when it never ends badly. Like, yes, you may leave editing to the last day, but you always get it done. <laughs> it always comes out on time. So like there's no lesson to be learned. <laughs> obviously we're just gonna keep doing it that way because it works <laughs> yeah what you drinking <laughs> I um as I as I said when we started this call I am a little bit hungover today so I have a a spread of bevies um <laughs> this episode I because you know you know, when you're hungover and you have just like you just drink more alcohol. No, no, none of them are alcoholic. Oh, I was like, <laughs> dude, that's the most chaotic way to cure a hangover. Just have several more alcoholic beverages. Well, I mean, that's hair of the dog. That's like a, a hangover cure. I mean, I guess not like several. <laughs> yeah, not several at once. <laughs> No, I have a spread of several non-alcoholic beverages to help cure me. Um, we got 
Gatorade, obviously. I have Boobly or Bubbly, delicious, peach flavored. Because I don't know why, something about drinking carbonated stuff helps me when I'm hungover. Like I like carbonated water more when I'm hungover. I don't know why. And then uh, a new bevy that I am like hyper fixating on in my life right now, ice matcha lattes from Starbucks. I Matcha is like a controversial beverage, I think, because some people hate it mm-hmm. and like other people obviously love it, but I don't think anyone's like a middle ground for that. No. What are your Because feelings? I hate it. <laughs> like I, being Japanese, <laughs> matcha comes from Japan. I have had very traditional matcha as well. And I don't like that either. So like, it's not like the quality of Starbucks that I dislike. It's just the flavor of matcha that I don't like. It just tastes like I'm eating like, I could pick up a handful of grass and blend it. (laughs) It's the same flavor to me. I love it. I've been. I wish I did. I've heard like very good things for you. um, Mm. And it's like caffeinated. I feel like it's a good option to drink if you're looking for a caffeinated beverage. However, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I definitely, fun. I've always really liked matcha, but like it, I am hyper fixated on matcha at this time in my life right now. Anyways, what's your bevy? I'm having a nice cup of water today. Um, it's been a, it's been a long day. Not really. It, it is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Um, Did call my mom. Alistair came over, so we could call her together. Um, Did have some alcohol last night, and I do not wish to continue that today. Same. So nice cup of water. I did just build an Ikea desk, and it went well, and I'm currently using it, so. Oh, yeah, like brace yourself. Um for when you open TikTok next because I've been just hung over in bed all day. (laughs) (laughs) Literally when I went on vacation, because I didn't, I didn't get uh, data. So I just had internet in the hotel and I was like, screw it. Like I I don't need my phone for the weekend. I get back to the airport and I was like, Jesus Christ. Why do I have 52 unread messages on TikTok? And then I, the thought of liking every single one of them, I was like, I honestly can't. Like, that's, it's I'm seeing them, and we're moving past it. I did watch all of them though. Perfect, and you did love all of them. You just didn't physically like. Physically, that was too much effort. Anyways, why are you drinking? Yeah, no particular reason. I'm. I'd done finals, so that's no longer my answer. (laughs) Don't have my grades back, so that might be my next answer. Um, Right now, I'm in a good, good middle ground. I and I just started work on Monday. Um, I actually have no idea what day it is. It's Sunday, so I yeah, I did start work on Monday. Um, Yeah, you know, just enjoying summer. It's like uh, getting into the 28th 
sometime next week here. Ooh. So I'm very excited because I am a cold person um, has in, like- in every way imaginable. So I need, I'm like a lizard, like a mean lizard. Um, so, so I need the sun. If that's not an accurate description of me, I don't know what is. That is such an accurate description of you. I love it. What am I? Maybe a hyena. Ooh. A feisty. Like the, the ones from Lion King. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, no. I'm something that's like... You, you, uh, Timon? Is Timon. The <laughs> like the, the little one. A meerkat? Yeah, but like that specific meerkat. Not any of the meerkats, that meerkat. Yeah, it, it, it is Timon. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be Pumbaa. Maybe I would. <laughs> I think it would be. He doesn't have the mean lizard vibe, though. But no, yeah, that's true. Timon. I think that is. Timon. Stop saying Timon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think, yeah, like I think. I'm something that when you like look at it, you're like, oh, that's cute. And then you're like, oh, that's actually a little scary. So I think like a, maybe like a fox. Because they're like cute, but they'll also fuck up your day if you cross them. I've never crossed a fox, so I don't know if I would, <laughs> I would know that. <laughs> Why are you drinking? Um. Okay, so one story that I, I told you that I was saving, I was saving this story for the episode um so I've been like putting myself out there uh romantically and I went on a date with a guy from tinder and it was like it was very fine it was a very mediocre date if I'm being honest but at one point this is gonna make you feel some like deep secondhand embarrassment um I confused him with a different guy that I had matched with and had been talking to. So I asked him about like this, like if he had picked out what snake he wanted to get as a pet. And he was like, I'm not going to get a snake as a pet. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and I didn't recover well. (laughs) And he, (laughs) which is like to be expected for me because I'm super awkward so like as soon as you like throw a wedge in like conversation. <laughs> you threw the wedge in yourself and then couldn't recover a hundred percent he also like didn't take it very well which was definitely like and we haven't talked since um, I feel like that says a lot about a person like if yeah. someone were to ask me offhand like what are you gonna get for your pet snake I feel like based on reaction I would just answer the question be like you know what if I was getting a snake this is what I would get yeah and also like we met through a dating app and like everyone's talking to multiple people on dating apps like I'm not just like matching with you and then like devoting yeah like it's your first date (laughs) exclusive (laughs) exactly like I feel like it'd be weirder if, if that was the case for you exactly and it's like and then he just like yeah he he seemed to get like a little bit offended by it and I was kind of like in the moment I was super fucking embarrassed but then in hindsight I was like honestly it's probably for the best that like that happened so that I know 
you know? Anyways, so for this episode, we are talking about A Court of Frost and Starlight, the novella from the Akatar series by Sarah J. Mass. Yeah, very <laughs> highlight, bold, underline, italicized. This is a novella and not a novel. <laughs> we didn't, neither of us knew. No. Um reading this book I was immediately we picked it up I was so surprised because it's short it's like 200 pages and I was like oh like weird that the next book is even shorter because throughout the series they're they got bigger and bigger and I was like yeah, okay which is great how is this book only 200 pages we both read it and we're like, furious in like a day because literally nothing happens <laughs> so go into it not expecting the next novel in the series because it's not that it was our own fault Mm -hmm. however I will say reading it a second time especially after having read um A Court of Silver Flames which is like the last book in the series so far um I did appreciate it more the second time around because one I knew what to expect and two I I noticed some things that I didn't the first time which is again a common theme um throughout this podcast as well as specifically uh the Accord of Thorns and Roses series um yeah I do think also like despite it being a novella and not like the next book technically I feel like it would have been weird to jump from uh, Wings and Wings and Ruin, yes, to uh, Silver Flames. It like, was like a bridge between. Yeah, it 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 made sense. Yeah, it I built f- the story. Yes, I feel like there's things, um, or I guess like I guess just for the sake of the podcast, we're we're doing our spoiler free stuff now we kind of just jumped right into it without um (laughs) saying that this is spoiler free so yeah spoiler free um but yeah I think it definitely made sense and there's because the series isn't complete I feel like there are things in A Court of Frost and Starlight that will be brought up again in future books whenever Sarah J Mass decides to bless us with more beautiful beautiful books um because there are things that I want answered for sure that weren't that whatever um do you have anything else that's like spoiler free no it's it's honestly such a short book I don't really have that much to add it has all the same characters it is oh um a little bit spicy i don't i don't know at what level four oh, to five? yeah i would say oh uh maybe like I'm, a four out of five yeah i feel think... like they were a little like a, a bit descriptive <laughs> like but they were short spicy yeah, there's a one particular slightly mm, <laughs> you know so yeah maybe four to five fair warning mm-hmm. so or I guess this could be spoiler free. Basically, the book is about what 
the inner circle from the series is doing around Christmas time or solstice. Um, and like, it is a novella. Like there's not a lot of plot or development or, you know, it's just, it's just them, it's basically just them hanging out at Christmas time. And there are some like seeds that I think that the author planted for future books, but not a huge like story <laughs> which is why it's on like especially for this series I feel like the lowest we've given is like a nine so yeah. we give it like a six and a half we went from like a 9.5 to 15 to nine I'm pretty sure <laughs> like, it's just because this one technically doesn't have like a it's not a real book to me yeah no I agree it's just slight character development um yeah I mean do you have a overall rating and review for the book I'm trying not to give it like an emotional rating because like obviously I already like the characters Mm -hmm. so I like hearing about them if I'm thinking of it purely from like I don't like novellas, mm-hmm. so that's that's on me. Probably a six out of ten. Okay, like it, it was fine. I didn't hate it. However, I didn't particularly like reading it either. Yeah, I think I would maybe probably... even five. Ooh, I, I'm just thinking because like if I didn't particularly like it. I feel like that sits kind of in the middle of the scale. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like I didn't, I definitely didn't mind it. There were, there's definitely some parts that I could have done without in this book. And I, I, I I didn't love it, but I did like it. Um, I'm probably going to say six and a half to I'm going to stick with six and a half. I was going to say maybe a seven, but. Yeah, I guess uh, I'll get, I'll give it a six, mm-hmm. six and six and a half. Cool. All right. Yeah. Pretty solid. I also feel like this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than our usual episodes, but like, who knows? Cause sometimes we go on tangents. Um, but just because, yeah, I have very few sticky notes in my book. Very few. Do you have your copy? didn't didn't bring it home okay also I realized that at the end of last episode we didn't do our usual thing that we've been trying to do where we have a favorite character and a favorite quote but I feel like we we all know that our favorite character is Reese so I'll I'll give you spoiler for the remainder of the series it's Reese the answer (laughs) is Reese yeah we love Reese and uh, I don't want to look through the book for a favorite quote. So we're just going to forget that um, yep. for last episode. Apologies. Anyway. Um, anyways, so yeah, I'm ready to get into the spoilers. Mm-hmm. I will say one part that I, if this does not get brought up at some point, <laughs> it's going to make me lose my mind. There's an entire chapter about more <laughs> riding a horse. That has no relevance to anything. Like, 
absolutely nothing. And I can't tell if I've missed something critical or if it's just a chapter about horses. No, I don't. Well, I mean, I think the uh, there was a house and there was also a monster lurking in the woods so there was I think there were seeds those were seeds being planted like I think the the manor or whatever is gonna it's it's gonna like it's I think for me because like obviously there's so many books in this series and it it's meant to continue on I believe mm-hmm. um because I've already read the entire next novel that's like 800 pages and it does not mention horses or more. <laughs> I was like, why would you make me read like 10 pages of a 200 page book on horses if it's not part of the next book? I feel like it was too small of a seed to plant this <laughs> early on if it was not even slightly relevant later. Yeah, that's like, true. If you're going to release a book in three years and be like, so remember that horse? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're she's not going to release the next book for I think it was between 1 and 2 years is what Yeah, and like I get it if the horse riding seamlessly went into the novel or novella, it did not. It was like a very clear here's an entirely different scene, scenery, what is happening more riding a horse and then it <laughs> comes back to everything else. So it doesn't even make sense in the novella itself, let alone in the entire world of Prithian. So I just did not appreciate it in the slightest. I have very strong thoughts on this more horse riding chapter. This is like Juice 2.0. Riled me up. (laughs) Juice, Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, I... I will say one thing that I did like about this book is reading from like people's perspectives that we hadn't read from before because we'd kind of a little bit from Reese but like the previous three books have all been from Feyre's perspective so I feel like it was nice to like one get more Reese because we love that um and two like a little bit of more even though the horse chapter was like a problem (laughs) um and like Cassian a little bit you know like I I did like that I did love that I also love how it, like Sarah J. Mans is so good at switching between the characters. So even like it, it says at the top, like a little like whose chapter it is, mm-hmm. but you can tell it's someone else's chapter just from the way it reads. And I love that. Me too. Me too. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I want to talk about, we're going to go back to kind of like the beginning of the book. Because, yeah, the horse chapter isn't for... <laughs> no, but it's like, that's the most prominent point I had. Oh, the freaking horse chapter. I will eat my words one day. Probably when I read about more in horses in one of Sarah J. Mass's books later on. But for now, no. Yeah. I... So, okay, so this takes place after the war and whatever, and this is, this is a problem for me. I think this, uh, I have a bigger problem with this, like, 
like line um in the book uh way more than the horse chapter but anyways it's uh right at the beginning of the book page 14 where they're talking about like how they've been so busy after the war and it's from Reese's perspective and he says last week had been so stupidly busy and I'd been so desperate for the feel and taste of her that I'd taken her during the flight down from the house of wind to the townhouse high above Valeris for all to see if it weren't for the cloaking I had thrown into place (laughs) I also hated that I have issues with that I don't Yeah, there's no other way to put it. That, that, I could not handle that. That was so um, similar vibe as like when they were having sex amidst the wailing, dying yeah. people. It's <laughs> just unnecessary, I think. Like, I just feel like some, not all of the spicy parts in the book are, or in the series are like this. Like, I feel like some of them do contribute to the story. But others, it's like, I don't know. I feel like Reese is such like an like an honorable guy. And then it just goes from him being like super like super passionate and devoted to his court and like super hardworking and like driven and everything to him acting like a 12-year-old boy going through puberty who like really just can't get it together. <laughs> like it's I think it's just the novella like I just we have problems (laughs) you I did I did like um that it it obviously didn't redeem Tamlin in any way however I did like seeing him suffering and then you kind of feel bad for him like he is we've mentioned this many times before not evil he really is just dumb yeah and you know you can't yes you can blame him to a certain level but like does he deserve the entire world hating him and his court deserting him because he is stupid perhaps not Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like there are parts in this book where reese maybe needs to like ease up a little bit on tamlin like they're there are times where he's like very mean to Tamlin and I'm kind of like, uh, he's, he's been, he's been through some things. Like, I don't want to excuse his behavior, but. No. And like, he did also, you know, save Pharaoh, save her family. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he sacrificed a lot. Um, you know, he's, he's done some things. He maybe is not. He's got some enemy. issues of all enemies but he's also not great by any means yeah i just feel like i feel like reese has bigger fish to fry <laughs> yeah like damlin's not it yeah i have an issue with the consistent theme in this book about how Feyre is really having a hard time after this war with the fact that she now has money and is able to buy things for her friends and family 
And then Reese is having a hard time thinking that he's like deserving of love and like deserving of having a mate. And like, there's multiple, like there's um, a quote where he says, my beautiful, strong, fierce mate shackled to me. And Cassian's like, I know that look, stop. Like Feyre loves you. You love her. You guys both like have been through hell. Like you deserve each other. And Feyre's just like, oh, it just seems so silly to be spending (laughs) all of this money on things. Like, (laughs) yeah, I also, there's a lot. I feel like I'm trying to imagine if this was a standalone book and I read this about these characters, I would not like it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's because it's in already in a world that I appreciated that I'm like, okay, it's not like the worst book ever. However, like, there's a lot of things that are not great. Yeah, I don't, whatever. One thing I do like, though, to just, like, I want to say some positive things about this book, because I definitely didn't hate it. I loved getting a little bit of, like, Cassian's backstory with his mom and how he, like, took revenge over the village that, like, worked her to death and then, like, didn't even give her a proper burial. And he just, like, freaking just let his power come and just like literally it says uh only cinders and debris remained and i'm like yes i love him i love him (laughs) that's true this book did make me like i i loved him before but when you get more of the backstory i was like okay like i full-on love you now (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i you are perfect and i would do anything for you you know what i loved the fact that uh, we find out Favor's dresses were made by Reese's mom. I know. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, there was a little a little plot twist. That's so wholesome. It's so cute. And I feel like it kind of explains why he always, like, I feel like her clothing has always been like important in a way and like Reese has always been like very attentive and very like yeah like I feel like it's like a constant theme of like these are like beautiful dresses they fit her perfectly like where Mm. are you getting them and Moore never finds out where Reese is getting these dresses because he won't tell her Mm -hmm. and you finally find out in this book that's why it's because his mom made them I was like oh he's just so fucking cute I was freaking adorable there was also a little moment in this book again it's like a trope that I really like in Farah and Reese's relationship but um the continued like when did you last eat I need you to eat food because they like it's just it's I like that she does it back to him this time yeah and it's just it's the smallest thing but it just shows how like in love they are and like how uh, it just makes me emotional you know what I I also really liked uh, the surreal kind of comes back not not actually but like his spirit comes back in this book because when uh a favor basically opens like a painting 
thing to like help people feel better and like express their emotions through art Mm -hmm. um and when she's doing it she's like thinking about the surreal and what he had said to her or she had said to her where did we land on that (laughs) you always thought the surreal was a she right yeah I think we just decided to use they them pronouns for the surreal oh yeah (laughs) there we go I was like I immediately knew I was incorrect um yeah I mean, not that gender is real anyways. Gender is 100% a construct, so who really gives a shit, but... That's true. And the surreal is dead, so... Yeah. And again, (laughs) like this, we've talked about it before. Not on the podcast, but nothing is real. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is real. We're not going down that path right now. Um, But yeah, when, when they told her to leave the world a better place, then how you found it i like that the surreal comes back Mm -hmm. me too i thought it was cute it was super cute um something that again i didn't think of but Feyre is born on winter solstice which is the longest night of the year and reese points it out and says you were meant to be at my side from the very beginning like you were born on the longest night of the year and it's so obvious when it's put into words but did I think of that absolutely not (laughs) Sarah J Mass had to spell it out for me and be like look this is another very smart thing that I did I um I also love the uh, vibe between Az and Elaine yeah I just I just want Az to be happy me too if that's with Elaine I want him to have everything he wants ever and Elaine seems to like him. However, Lucian, I I need that sorted. I need, I need, that, yeah, I need a book that sorts out that love triangle and with all three of them being happy. <laughs> Ye, I None of them are allowed to be sad at the end of that book. I need Elaine, Lucian, and As to have their happily ever after, whoever it may be with. Yeah, I do not care. I do not care. Yeah, those those are all my written points, so it's on you now. <laughs> Ooh. I I mean I didn't I don't want to say that I loved this. I am happy that it was um talked about, but reading Moore's kind of like hazy perspective from what happened to her with Eris. If that also doesn't get like I need to find out what the situation is because I feel like we hear bits and pieces but I need the full story from everyone's perspective with all the conclusive information shared between all the important players I need everyone to know everything including me I need every single person to end up happy um (laughs) literally everyone in this book better be happy by the end of 40 books Yeah. And I have so many like questions, like I feel like there's so many seeds planted in this book and I'm like, okay, so are you going to write 10 books? Are you going to write a book from every single character's perspective? Cause like, I want a book about everyone and every, everything must be resolved. (laughs) Every, (laughs) like stop writing about the wars that are happening. I just need You could, I literally wouldn't even care if it was just like one book that just like, I think we were talking about it in Dance of Thieves or Vow of Thieves, the second book, how like at the end, 
um, it kind of felt like, ah, oh, here's a dilemma. Here's it wrapped up. Here's a dilemma. Here's it wrapped up. I wouldn't I would care. accept it. I would accept it because I need, I, that's what I need. I need like, closure. <laughs> I sometimes have like intrusive thoughts because like this does happen. You know how sometimes authors like die before finishing. <laughs> I <just laughs> straight up thought about that too. <laughs> I can't have that. <laughs> Which is why I need her to like hurry up. <laughs> you can't drop everything else. This is the only thing I care for. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, my next point that I have, just to kind of loop back, because I mentioned it earlier, how I felt like rice and rice, I said that super weird. Rice. <laughs> we may be pronouncing it wrong, but that's definitely not it. Um, rice is being a little harsh to Tamlin. Um just kidding I know it's Reese I was trying to be funny um but there's a point where Reese's like inner monologue is like Tamlin deserved what he brought upon himself this husk of a life and I'm like it's not often that I disagree with you you beautiful man but at this point I don't think that he deserved like quite this level of badness well said thank you (laughs) i i will say now that we're in the exact point i think um my favorite quote from this book is in regard to uh reese's interaction with uh tamlin Mm -hmm. it's when he's talking to more and he's like i behaved rather poorly the other day and then Moore's like, is he dead? And he's like, no. <laughs> he said, but then I say you controlled yourself rather admirably. And I thought that was funny. Like, is he dead? Is the bar, apparently. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll talk about my favorite quote after because we already kind of passed it and I don't want to go back. Um. Also, one of my, fi- like, I I love Azriel's character. I just like I'm obsessed with him. Um but when uh Feyre and Cassian are like decorating for solstice and then Azriel like walks in and is just like, oh my god, and like has to go and like fix everything. Like did you try and make it look bad? <laughs> yeah, I just like I love his really dark, dry sense of humor. I could tell you my least favorite quote in this book, other than the one about Reese fucking Feyre in the sky. Um, <laughs> but Feyre's like describing uh, the weaver's um, clothes in the book. And she's just like, so she like lists what the weaver's wearing, which is fine, I guess. But then she's like, what I might wear while painting. Or doing anything. And it's like, Feyre's plotline in this book is just so redundant where I feel like we're getting so many characters, like, backstories and, like, seeds are being planted within some of the characters uh, for, like, potential stories for them. And then Reese's, or not Reese, Feyre's just like, I'm having a hard time with my Christmas shopping and I liked the Weaver's outfit. I would wear it. (laughs) Okay. 
it's it's unfortunate because we already know so much about Feyre. There was little little to add in this book. Um, um, I I want to talk about the snowball fight. That's wholesome. I yeah, I love how Sarah J. Mass like um is able to make such like strong warriors and everything like that like just so like human they're relatable yeah that is what I like about this book as much as I hate parts of it the little bits of backstory and things like that make as specifically as in Cassian and Reese more relatable than they were in the previous books Mm -hmm. and then Another one of my favorite parts was when Elaine gave Asriel the Christmas gift or the solstice present. And it was like something for the headaches that everyone gives him since like, I just, I could talk about like Asriel literally does nothing. Like he's not like a very prominent character in these books yet. I'm hoping that changes, but I could just talk about him forever. I love his character. He's like, silent and then he just starts like laughing his ass off because he finds the present that elaine got him so funny okay i need to talk about this freaking nesta and cassian on solstice when cassian tries to give nesta a present this is why i wanted to start a new recording (laughs) i do not like you know you know a redemption arc has to come for Nesta after everything terrible that she is doing and acting um towards everyone so you know it's coming however up until this point like the end of uh the novella Mm -hmm. I could not see a redemption arc where I would be like you know what I get it yeah. Like, I I don't think I can like her. Yeah. Like, because, especially, like, as we've discussed, we love Cassian. And Cassian deserves so much better. But yeah, I, this was the main reason I was super excited for uh, A Court of Silver Flames. Mm-hmm is because of the Nesta Cassian storyline. I really wanted Nesta to redeem herself and also for her to stop bullying Cassian. And like everyone else. And no, everyone. But no like no one deserved or deserves the way that she treats them. No, she she's being a straight up dick, but like Cassian's clearly in love with her and she's being so mean. And, like, she's clearly in love with him. Like, the whole thing with the war with Hybrin. Hybrin. I'm really not pronouncing anything correctly today. Um, And she, like, calls him away because she knew that the cauldron was about to kill him. And then she, like, they kiss. Yeah, like, I wish we had more time together. I'd find you in another life. And they're like, okay, now we're together. No. Just kidding. I'm actually going to be a huge bitch. (laughs) Yeah, so... the. Obviously, in this book, mm, terribly mean to Cassian with that solstice present. I 
however, the meanness did set me up for pure excitement for the next book where I was like, something's going to happen. It's true. Yeah. This was definitely like one of the main seeds that was like planted for the next book. Um, I also like Nest Feyre does not deserve the way Nesta treats her above everyone else. Like Elaine too. Elaine. Yeah. Like I understand that she has been through a lot and she is not happy, but you don't have to take it out on other people like that. Like just fucking just, just stay away. Like you just shouldn't have come, you know, like, uh, I just, I hate her. I can't, I can't get behind this behavior. No, absolutely not. Especially towards Cassian. Because he's, like, I think he's, like, pretty much, like, the definition of, like, a golden retriever, like, boy, you know? Whatever. But another issue that I have, here's the thing about this book that I think I have an issue with, is I feel like Feyre's character kind of just does a 180 in this book. Like, we know her as, like, really strong and, like, independent and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But, like, in this book, she just kind of, like, changes, you know? Like, she's less, like, assertive. She doesn't... Anyways, this is my, like, long-winded way of coming to the point that I don't like that she is immediately wanting to have a kid with Reese. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't really match her character very much yeah um i i get that they almost died so maybe (laughs) maybe that's why but (laughs) yeah i just feel like it doesn't seem like her character at all and also like i think at the end of the last book um they kind of talk about having kids and they're like, no, I want to live with you for like a while before we decide to have a kid because we have just years. Like we have so much time to do this. Like don't want to rush into it. And then, you know, not very long after the war, they're actually like, just kidding. Um, On second thought, I would like to get pregnant yeah i feel like i feel like it's a kind of sad arc for feyre being like this strong independent woman we're like wow you did so great finds her mate and we're like oh you want babies sure i'll have a baby yeah okay well yeah i don't know i didn't love that i i get that they were almost murdered so you know i do get that maybe that speeds up the timeline for children (laughs) I also think that, like, I feel like Farah and Reese's, like, kind of timeline in the book, I feel like it's kind of, like, wrapping up, like, they've done the things that they need to do, and they ended up together and happy, so it's just kind of, like, a, a final, like, wrap-up, I guess, of their story, but, like, I feel like if there's gonna be other books anyways, it could just happen later <laughs> like yeah i like, felt like it was a bit rushed like yeah. it didn't need to happen right now yeah um anyways my last point is my favorite um quote 
which is from Reese, and it's earlier in the book when he was kind of talking about how much he loves Feyre, and he says, I love you more than life, more than my territory, more than my crown, and I was like, God, I, I love, love that him. he. I love that he doesn't need the power. Like he doesn't. He doesn't live for the power. He just happens to be powerful. Mm. It's beautiful. But yeah, the, those were all my points. I know you didn't awesome. have the book. I thought you did. So no, that, that's it for me. It was a. It was a short read. It was Very quick short. Read. Would recommend reading, despite the things I have said about it. It's yeah, still- I think. I think before we read the last book that's been released, we were like, oh, you don't even need to read the novella. You can just skip it. No, you do need to read the novella. There are things there that actually are kind of important, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It is a letdown in comparison to the rest of the books, but it very clearly is a novella and not just a a book. So we should have known. we did not. You know, you, you live and you learn. And sometimes you just live. <laughs> and then sometimes you die, but only once. Eh, I mean, I guess only some people- sometimes. <laughs> you vampire. That'd be cool. That would be cool. They went to suck your blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right we should end the call <laughs> yeah that's enough um <laughs> as soon as you start quoting dracula that's that's it for me <laughs> <laughs> that's enough time i'm getting too comfortable <laughs> yeah i'm like all right it's it's, it's nine o'clock i'm like i'm going to bed right now <laughs> <laughs> just uh have dreams about me um as a vampire I want. I really hope I don't. I really hope you do. If you do, you have to please let me know. I'll text you. Thank you. You're gonna be like, actually, you were in my dreams last night as a vampire, and I hate you forever for it. But, anyways, yeah, that's all I got. Um, next episode, obviously, we are going to be continuing the series with A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. So. If you want to follow us on social media, at BookBevies, that's Instagram and Twitter. And for longer email inquiries, it's BookBevies at gmail.com. Thanks. Oh, you nailed that. You know, it's good enough. Um, And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Peace out. Peace out. (laughs)